0: Indy, over here. Indiana Jones, at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures new from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, each sold separately. Watching Cairo, Swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Nice! All downhill from here, Swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo Swordsman action figures each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner.
1: Welcome to another episode of Pump Action Podcast. Your source for the nostalgia 80s, 90s, and lots of 2000s. Yeah, Yeah. a couple 2000s in there. Uh, Action films of the day. And today we are discussing everybody's least favorite. Indiana Jones film, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes. 2008's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, Yeah, we're going to get into it first, but um, before we do, I wanted to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. We are recording this just a couple of days before, and I was telling T-Dog on the way over. um, Oh, yes, by the way, I'm one of the hosts, uh, TIE Fighter. And this is... (laughs) T-bone, yeah, T-dog, T-dog, T-bone, whichever. Well, all right. So I was telling T-bone on the way over, I was jamming out to uh, my Fourth of July mix, which is um, basically uh, "I Am a Real American" on loop. And um, do you have any favorite Fourth of July pump-action songs that you recommend out to the audience?
0: Well, we, as we were mentioning, you know, "Fortunate Son" is always a classic. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: can't go wrong with that for sure. Yeah, definitely on
1: my on my list. Uh, but anyway, so we thought, uh, what what is more American uh, than Indiana Jones?
0: Yeah, we're uh, recording this right smack in the middle. We're two days away from July Fourth, and two days ago, on June thirtieth, um, the fifth Indiana Jones movie came out, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yes, and I am really
1: excited to, to to see that it would be the uh, fifth Indiana Jones film that I have seen in a theater I got to see them all just through my age um, Indiana Jones has been a huge part of my youth huge part of my growing up um, I don't know I <laughs> I guess let' let's maybe talk a little bit about like Raiders like I don't remember any or we'll just the Indiana Jones to begin Um you know, I, I remember seeing it as a, as a kid in, a, in the theater. And I, I, of course, you know, as a kid, I didn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those movies that my parents, like, drug me to. But I remember leaving that movie theater and just wanting to... That That is one of the first times I remember wanting to be a character in a movie. And I remember going home and... Um, taking the laces out of my shoes <laughs> and tying them together to make a whip. Um, and then, you know, we all grew up with toy guns. So, like, that was the, that was a given. So, you had the gun, had the whip, and then just a cowboy hat because uh, I didn't have any kind of fedora because that was something kind of new to me. And I remember um, my brother played basketball. And I remember uh, going to the basketball games and playing Indiana Jones underneath the the bleachers, uh, <laughs> I would crawl through the bleachers and and step over carefully and take my shoelaces and you know whip them around and try to you know I could never get that the shoe shoelaces to catch on anything like <laughs> you did to swing, uh, but I tried. Uh, but I remember like playing Indiana Jones underneath the the bleachers there because it made like a perfect cavern you know what i mean because you had to right. step over and it was dark and right. you know so uh that was kind of neat you know like thinking back on it you know above the bleachers was this game going on but underneath the bleachers was my own little fantasy world <laughs> where i'm in like the jungles you know uh, of, of peru or, or south america somewhere and uh you know running away from natives and the play drop start the play yeah. <laughs> you know uh, but yeah so Indiana Jones has always been a huge part of, of my youth um, do you remember like first coming in like seeing Indiana Jones because you seem to come to movies
0: later than I did but um, yeah I did, the first two I didn't see in the theater I, I was too young um, I would think I was I say I would have been four when Raiders oh, yeah. came out. And uh, Temple of Doom, I would have been uh, seven, and that was one of the movies, I think, along with Gremlins, mm-hmm. that there was all that controversy over, and then they came out with the uh, PG-13 ratings. Yes. So, seven a seven-year-old was kind of, kind of young, goes to Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I saw those on TV or something later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did see Last Crusade in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, and which I, I, oh, I saw. The, I saw Crystal Skull in the theater. Yeah,
1: well, you actually worked on Crystal Skull, which I'm hoping that we'll get to talk about here in a minute briefly. Yes. Um, what is your favorite out of the? I mean, excluding Dial of Destiny because neither one of us has seen it yet. But yeah. um, what what is your favorite? Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Yeah. Uh Yeah. You know that was one of the ones that kind of grew on me. Um, I've always been a Temple guy. Like I don't. To me, like that one is endlessly quotable. There are things from that. That I quote to this day, even my kids say it, my students at school say things like, um, you know, if somebody tries to like sneak, be sneaky with me or something like that, or try to put one over on me. My comeback is always like, nice try, Shea. <laughs> like, and my kids will say that now, like my, my, my two year, my three year old and my four year old. They'll be like, "Nice try, Lao Shay. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm trying to be sneaky, um, <laughs> or somebody will say something to me, and I'm just like, "No time for love, Doctor Jones," yeah. <laughs> or like, "You know what <laughs> I mean?" <idea> like, Potato. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm stepping on something crunchy. I think of fortune cookies. Like, I just—I don't know. Like, I have always um, that one, but also, you know, the uh, but Last Crusade is you know equally as as quotable as like I, I say it belongs in a museum. Like, <laughs> so <Sorry>, do you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Junior (laughs) Uh, So I I don't know man Like I've always kind of Gone back and forth Um, You know Some days I'll say That Last Crusade Is my favorite And then most of the time Though I will say That Temple is my favorite Um, But Raiders was the one That that set all that up for me And I just I don't know It's always been a part Of my youth um, Trying to find the, The boots uh, I've always tried to find, like, a pair of boots like that because I always thought those were the coolest boots, and, like, I have no idea, like, what kind they are. I've bought several pairs thinking, like, oh, these are the, the Indiana boots. These are the ones. And I don't know. I, I just, I love that character. I love the look. I love everything about it. But um, I don't know. What, what do you got on on Indiana Jones? Um, or did, you, did you go all the way back, or were we just talking about Last Crusade?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't go too far back, just... Just some basic background stuff. Yeah. But uh, if for some reason you're not aware, in Indiana Jones movies, follow a globetrotting archaeologist named Henry Jones Jr., or Indiana Jones, as he is exclusively known for the first two movies. We called the dog Indiana. (laughs) His real name is not revealed until the third film, uh, Last Crusade. The movies feature many religious themes and supernatural elements with Indiana, or Indy, squaring off against such enemies as Nazis, cult members, and communists. The first three movies take place in the late 1930s. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull takes place in 1957, and Dial of Destiny uh, apparently takes place in 1969.
1: Oh, see, I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah.
0: Like, I can't wait. But... Uh, today, we are specifically talking about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm having trouble saying Indiana. I know, I am too. Awesome. It's kind of Indiana. weird. Indiana. We should have done our vocal warm-ups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indiana. Indiana. Uh, Crystal Skull is the fourth film in the series. Raiders of the Lost Ark was released in 1981. Temple of Doom came out in 84. 84. Uh, Last Crusade was 89, and Crystal Skull was 2008. And uh, as we just mentioned, uh, two days ago, uh, the fifth film, um, most likely the last one featuring Harrison Ford. I think they said. He's he's, he's 80. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't gone
1: in there with no spoilers, but I'm assuming they take care of it. I'm sure they kill off Mutt and (laughs) and Marion in the first 10 minutes to explain that away, but But I don't know.
0: uh, The fifth one with Harrison Ford. Uh, is Dial of Destiny and came out in June of 2023. But uh, the seeds for Crystal Skull go all the way back to 1979 when George Lucas and Steven Spielberg made a deal with Paramount Pictures to make five Indiana Jones movies. Mm -hmm. Um, After Last Crusade was released in 1989, Spielberg didn't really have a good idea for a fourth movie at the time, so he instead turned to television and made a prequel series called *The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles*. Did you ever watch any of that? You know, I I couldn't get into it. I really. couldn't get into it either. Now I know
1: there's actually a one episode where Harrison Ford does appear as Indiana Jones. Yeah. But I I'm same with you. Like I've tried. Like I'm, it's one of those things. Now like I'm all back into indie since the new one's coming out. Um, I kind of maybe want to go back and try again. But I remember as it being on TV, I just thought, oh, this is just kind of boring. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, but it's been a long time. I believe it's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, there you go.
0: So shortly after this, uh, Harrison Ford said that he was fine with Last Crusade being the final movie, but would definitely work with Lucas and Spielberg again on the character if given the opportunity. Lucasfilm had briefly considered continuing the film series with River Phoenix, reprising the role he played in Last Crusade as the young Indy, But Phoenix died tragically in 1993, so this was no longer an option. I think that would have been awesome.
1: I do too. Thanks yeah. a lot, Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Your stinking Viper room, you're drugged in. I'm just kidding. I should probably actionate that so we don't get sued by the <laughs> Depp camp.
0: Uh, we're just joking, Johnny. Yeah. We have no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can pay you in
0: yeah. plates, yeah. pounds. Harrison Ford appeared in one episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles where he relates an adventure set in 1950. This gave Lucas the idea of a film with an older Indiana Jones set in the 1950s, inspired by B-movies involving aliens such as Them and It Came from Outer Space. Around this time, Spielberg said that if he were to be involved in any future Indiana Jones films, it would be as a producer both Spielberg and Ford were not terribly excited about an indie movie set in the 50s involving aliens since it, since it would be such a cliche Lucas-Spielberg idea. Mm-hmm. Um, since, you know, Spielberg had done E.T., Close Encounters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was
1: one of the things, too. Like, he did he come off of... Oh, there was another one that I had heard, a story, where um, they had wanted to put him, like, in, like, a haunted mansion or something, like, in Scotland. It was, like, Indiana Jones. Oh, and yeah, a, that's right. It was, like, a haunted mansion. And Spielberg ictionated that because he's, like, I just did Poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to do another ghost movie. Yeah. So I guess they were kind of stuck. Like, the like you said, like, I think he had just gotten through doing E.T. or something, and they're, like, yeah, I don't want to do Aliens. Then he's, like, well, how about we put him in a, like, ghost story, and they're, like, i like, just did a ghost story. I don't want to do another one. And uh, even...
0: Last Crusade, there's kind of that whole set piece where they're in that, that castle, like in the yeah. thunderstorm. And yeah, it's all yeah. all kind yeah. of like creepy. Uh, so anyway, uh, Lucas felt the franchise should branch out into different quote-unquote genres instead of making the same movie over and over again. By mid-1994, Lucas had an idea and a script had been written by Jeb Stewart, who had written The Fugitive, also starring Harrison Ford. And in his script, Indiana Jones gets married, Henry Jones Sr. returns, and the Joseph Stalin regime in the USSR has developed psychic powers, and the aliens involved have psychic powers as well. The writer of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Jeffrey Boehm, took the script and wrote several, several more versions by early 1996. Later this year, Independence Day was released, and Spielberg said he flat out would not make another alien movie. Mm -hmm. Around this time, Lucas decided to focus on the Star Wars prequel trilogy instead.
1: We all know how that (laughs) turned out.
0: (laughs) In 2000, Ford, Lucas, Spielberg, Frank Marshall, and Kathleen Kennedy met up and decided it might be fun to make another Indiana Jones movie. Spielberg specifically said he wanted to m- take a break from making dark films, which he had been doing around this time. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, um, AI Minority Report. He just done Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, he did All uh, these-
1: Amistad. That one did you Amistad the slave uh, ship? I don't
0: know.
1: I believe he did that one. Um, had- I guess was that before War of the Worlds.
0: I believe so. that was too, because yeah. that's kind of a dark film too. Yeah, and so aliens. yeah he'd been doing some heavy stuff. Uh, Lucas was able to convince Spielberg to have the movie be about aliens by saying they were interdimensional beings instead of from another planet. Man, he's really pushing this <laughs> <Yeah>. alien thing. <laughs> I mean, I yeah,
1: I, I George Lucas's fingers are all over this, and that to me is like the biggest problem with this <laughs> film. But we'll get there. Yeah.
0: Lucas suggested using crystal skulls as a plot device for the aliens as he previously had the idea of using crystal skulls for the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but never got a chance to use it since the show had been canceled.
1: Do we know, is crystal skulls, is it a real thing?
0: Yeah, they're real. They are real. I don't I don't know if it's, it's I can't remember. I was, I read a lot about it when I was a kid. I don't know if it's like real, real, or if it was like a hoax that right. someone did. But
1: it's based on something that they they just didn't make it up is my question right
0: there were actual
1: quote-unquote crystal Crystal skulls skulls. that were found decades ago okay okay and do they is it as is portrayed in the film because that was like one of the problem problems for me with this movie is like they're all after these crystal skulls but it's never made clear why they want them (laughs) other than like a throwaway line when they're like in the tent and she's like we're working on uh, a mind control a mind weapon but they don't even go into specifics. Like, right. what is the mind weapon? Like, what is it going to do? Like, what is it about? Like, all, at least like all the other three had, you know, specific, you know, like why he had to get his hands on it before the bad guys right. do, you know, but this one was kind of like, oh, he just they make it a mind weapon. Well,
0: so, so in the real world, um, th- there were, I think, I don't know how many, several, three or four maybe um, skulls, like human sized skulls. Mm-hmm. Carved out of crystal that were found somewhere, and um, I think they don't do anything. They, just they don't pretty, have psychic powers or like The uh, the thing is, whoever examined them concluded, quote unquote, that they were in, there's like no tool marks or anything. And yeah, they did like say imp- that in the impossible that a human could have made these and oh, okay. stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So I I can't I don't know what the latest story okay. is on them. If it's like a a hoax that's been debunked, but right. they are a real thing. It's based on something real. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, okay. So that was I didn't know because <clears throat> I had not heard of anything about that
0: until this movie. So um, M. Night Shyamalan was hired to do a rewrite. Yeesh. Um, and I, I'm not sure if he was going to direct it, but uh, he felt overwhelmed working on such a high profile project involving Ford, Lucas, and Spielberg, and <laughs> he kind of dipped out. Uh, Frank Darabont wrote a draft in mid-2002 titled Indiana Jones and the City of Gods, which was set in the 1950s and involved ex-Nazis ex-na- chasing after Indy. Spielberg apparently loved the script, but Lucas had some problems with it, so he did another rewrite. It was decided that a movie set in the 50s would have to involve the Cold War and the Soviets. Perfect. Spielberg figured out that he couldn't satirize Nazis anymore after directing Schindler's List, and ford said the idea of using nazis as villains was just worn out over the next few years a few more writers were hired and a few more drafts were turned out with titles such as indiana jones and the atomic ants <laughs> well you can see like all of these things that you're saying are in this
1: film that is like they've taken parts of all of these rewrites and stuck them
0: in indiana jones and the destroyer of worlds <laughs> The Eater of Planets. This is my favorite. Ind- Indiana Jones and the Son of Indiana Jones. <laughs> no,
1: they did not. <laughs> yes. Why did they just not call it Indiana, the Son of Indiana Jones? Oh, that's awesome. That's great.
0: Spielberg and Lucas finally came up with the, uh, the title Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, so Harrison Ford, of course, reprised the role of Indiana Jones. He was 64 years old at the start of filming. He had spent three hours a day training and ended up doing a lot of his own stunts. Kate, Which
1: I do like. I did
0: notice that. Yeah. Kate Blanchett was cast as Irina Spalko, the lead Soviet villain. Blanchett had been wanting to play a villain character for several years and loved the previous Indiana Jones movies. Spielberg said that Spalko is his favorite Indiana Jones villain. What? Mola Rom. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Allen returned to play Marion Ravenwood after first playing the character in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Allen claims that Spielberg called her on the phone out of the blue one day a few months before filming began and basically said, we're making another indie movie and you're in it. (laughs) That's awesome. Shia LaBeouf was cast as Indiana Jones' son. The idea of Indy having children came about during the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, where it is revealed that Indy has a daughter. I'm not sure if she appeared in the, that show or if they just mentioned it. I don't know. I don't know. We never watched I'm gonna it. I'm going to have so. to go back and check it out. For uh, Crystal Skull, they changed this idea from a daughter to a son. Other act, uh, main actors in the cast were Ray Winstone, John Hurt, and Jim Broadbent. Sean Connery was offered a cameo as Henry Jones Sr., but turned it down because he was retired and didn't think the role was substantial enough and not really important to the film. Connery suggested that they just say Indy's dad had died, so that's what they did. Mm-hmm. John Rice Davies was at, also asked to cameo as his character Sala, but he turned it down because the role wasn't substantial enough.
1: Yeah, I think they said that. Um, I saw a kind of an interview with him because he's in Dial of Destiny, and he said that like he didn't feel like his character was owed more than just a cameo at the end at the wedding. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're just going to shoehorn in, you know. Connery and Sala at the end, where they get married, <laughs> would be my guess.
0: Yeah. Despite the usual globe-trotting adventures, the entire film was shot in the United States because Spielberg didn't want to be away from his family. Filming began on June 18, 2007, in New Mexico. Other filming locations included Yale University in Connecticut, Hawaii, Fresno, California, and various sound stages around Los Angeles. Uh, and I guess this is where we can mention um, that I did work on this film for yes. a couple of weeks. Um, if we, you look up T. Bone, bone yeah. on uh, <laughs> Internet Movie Database, you'll find. Just find him. S- scroll past uh, Godfather one, two, and three, and <laughs> <Yeah>. Goodfellas, and
1: <laughs> all the fun. way down to Kingdom Crystal, the yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, uh, what did I, you do on
0: on, uh, <laughs> on
1: Kingdom of the Crystal
0: Skull? Um, I, I worked on it for about two weeks. I We mentioned a couple of times I uh, worked out in Hollywood for a couple of years, basically doing special effects for film and TV. And for this movie, I made a whole bunch of uh, styrofoam and resin bones. Oh, cool. And skulls uh, for like eight hours a day for two weeks. Yeah. That's, that's all I did. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's cool. Uh, I, I made like hundreds of them and we just shipped them off to the studio. And I don't know what they did with them. You didn't see I, any on screen? I, I couldn't see, but I don't know if, I don't know. I mean, they could have like buried them half in the mud or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if they just wanted them on standby for whatever. That's awesome. But yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, uh, Nobody
1: else out there can say they worked <laughs> on an Indiana Jones film. We got the real deal, the top guy <laughs> yep, yep. right here.
0: Yeah, I, I had to give uh, Spielberg a few pointers, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you you know, I, to... I never talked to him. I never saw
1: him. Tell George, take a seat. <laughs> yeah. We don't need you. <laughs> I'll handle the shot. You just sit here and look pretty.
0: That's my, my Indiana Jones claim to fame. That's cool, though. Uh, and uh, so uh, when I decided that the work was good enough filming wrapped um, <laughs> yeah. on October twelfth, two 2007, but a few additional shots were filmed in February of 2008. To be consistent with the previous three films, traditional stunt work was used as much as possible, with CGI being used mostly to erase safety wires. Spielberg wanted to use as little CGI as he could for other special effects, but once filming began, it was deemed to be more practical to use them instead of traditional effects. But
1: is it? That's the biggest problem I have with this film, which we'll get into.
0: Overall, there are about 450 CGI shots in the film. For the CGI matte paintings, Spielberg initially wanted to add brush strokes to make them look hand-painted, but later decided against it. The soundtrack was composed by John Williams, who did all the previous indie films. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull premiered at the Cannes Film Festival on May 18, 2008. Cannes? Cannes, Cannes, Cannes. It was the first Spielberg film since E.T. in 1982 to be released at Cannes. It was released by Paramount Pictures Worldwide on May 22, 2008. In the U.S., it was released in over 4,000 theaters and dubbed into 25 languages for various international releases. Over 12,000 prints of the film were distributed across the world, more than any other Paramount movie to date, I guess. I don't know Mm -hmm. if there's been a bigger one. Crystal Skull grossed $25 million its first day and $101 million its first weekend. It set opening weekend records for both Spielberg uh, and Harrison Ford movies and made $150 million in its first five days of release. At the time, it was the fourth highest grossing Thursday release ever, the second highest grossing Memorial Day weekend release, and the second highest grossing uh, Monday revenue. Mm. It was very financially successful, grossing over $317 million in the U.S. and $473 million internationally, totaling $790 million worldwide, more than any of the other indie films when not adjusted for inflation. The budget was $185 million. Uh It was the third highest grossing. This paragraph is all for the numbers geeks. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think I like this stuff. I think it's kind of interesting. It was the third highest grossing film of 2008 in the U.S. Do you know what? You want to guess what the first two were? 2008. 2008 uh, they've only.
1: It's got to be one of the Fast and the Furious, is right? Because it seems like they no. crank those out every year.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll give you a clue. They were both superhero movies. Oh uh, yeah,
1: there's the other one. Some, some kind of
0: Iron Man. Iron Man. Was yeah. First Iron Man and uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Uh, It was the second highest grossing film in the world in 2008, behind The Dark Knight. When adjusted for inflation, Crystal Skull is the 65th highest grossing movie of all time in the United States.
1: 65th? Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Cracked the top 100.
0: I think it might be top 100 in the world, too. I I didn't really check that. It's up there, though. Crystal Skull was the last film in the series to be distributed by Paramount as Lucasfilm was purchased by Walt Disney Studios in 2012 with uh, distribution rights to future films, including this one Dial of Destiny.
1: It's gonna be weird when you see the Dial of Destiny and it doesn't have the Paramount (laughs) logo. The mountain mountain that that incorporates in, like, you know what I mean?
0: It received generally positive yet some very polarizing reviews. Critics praised the film for the cast, action sequences, and the pulpy tone and soundtrack, but criticized the dialogue, storyline, and overuse of CGI. It has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 65 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a B rating on CinemaScore. Roger Ebert gave the film 3.5 stars out of 4, praising it as a work of Pulp Fiction. Leonard Moulton also gave it three and a half out of four stars, saying it was better than both Temple of Doom and Last Crusade. oh well,
1: I, I don't know about that. That's, that's a bold statement.
0: Better than, huh? Mm, I don't think so. Leonard Moulton, we, uh, we might have to get you on the show to <laughs> yeah. do some explaining. You might need to back that one up. <laughs> Other reviewers said it was the most lifeless of the series, that it was lazy and cynical, that the filmmakers were just going through the motions, and that it was cheesy and predictable. The Communist Party of the Russian Federation wanted the film banned, (laughs) saying it demonized the Soviet Union. Spielberg defended the film by basically saying it was set in the 1950s and the U.S. didn't have any other enemies at the time. Yes. Fan reaction, according to the Associated Press, was respectful but far from glowing. Some people loved it. Some said it was not worth the 19-year wait since the last film. The phrase, nuking the fridge, was coined from (laughs) Crystal Skull and is used in a similar fashion as jumping the shark. Spielberg took blame for the scene in which Indy survives a nuclear blast by hiding in the refrigerator, saying it was a silly idea of his but that he was also proud of it. Lucas denies this and said it was his idea, claiming he sent Spielberg a thick binder full of research, concluding that the scene in question was theoretically possible. (laughs) Only Lucas would step up and say, no, that bad idea was my idea. I did the research. I did the
1: research.
0: (laughs) I did the legwork. As much as I think Lucas has terrible ideas, sometimes he's... He's pretty funny about it. Yeah. Like he doesn't just he just doesn't care. I really <laughs> think at this point he just trolls people. I
1: really yeah. do. I I think that he he relishes people that don't like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway.
0: <laughs> Lucas was unflustered by the negative fan reaction having already been on the receiving end of it for the Star Wars prequel tr- trilogy. He said fans write their own movie and then if you don't do their movie they get upset about it. Yeah, I'm sure he's crying his billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Spielberg said he was very happy with the movie but he also understood why people weren't happy with the aliens because he didn't really like them either that was Spielberg that said that yeah
1: which is weird because you would think like if he didn't want to do something he's got enough clout and enough power to be like yeah that. which is interesting like why Lucas had so much input on this I mean it's his characters you know I mean it is
0: um, in his story but like I just there wasn't anybody there to ever say like no it, but Spielberg was in on it from the beginning so yeah. like if there's anyone that could push back against Lucas it would right. be him for yeah. this yeah. Uh, so in 2010 Shia LaBeouf said that he had dropped the ball in the franchise and that the film could have been updated uh, a year later Harrison Ford admitted that he had told Sh- uh, LaBeouf that he was a quote "idiot," <laughs> for making comments criticizing the film and that it's an actor's obligation to support the movies they appear in. LaBeouf later regretted his comments and said that Spielberg told him there's a time to have an opinion and a time to sell cars. (laughs) Paramount spent $150 million marketing Crystal Skull, and licensing deals were made with Expedia, Dr. Pepper, Burger King, M&M's, Snickers, Lunchables, Blockbuster, Indy 500 driver Marco Andretti, and NASCAR driver Kyle Busch. Collectibles and merchandise was sold by Hasbro, Lego, Sideshow Collectibles, Tops, Hallmark, and Cartamundi. Books and comic books were produced by Random House, Dark Horse, Scholastic, and DK. There were also video games and a pinball machine. Just prior to the release of the film, DVD box sets of the young Indiana Jones Chronicles were released. The DVD and Blu-ray for Crystal Skull were first released on October 14, 2008. The television premiere was on the USA Network on December 9th, 2010. A Blu-ray was re-released on September 18th, 2012, and in 2021, a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray was released, remastered from scans of the original negatives.
1: Yes, that's the one I have. Does it look good? It looks fantastic. All... Four of those films look fantastic. Do you have a 4K TV? I do. I, yeah, 4K player, 4K TV. Um, that's one of the biggest issues, I think, is... And even Spielberg will say he, he's not a big fan of the format either, mm-hmm. just because it literally shows every flaw. Um, if you go back, because I have the Jaws 4K, too, which is, like, it's always, like, required viewing. On 4th of July, right. to watch Jaws. Mm-hmm. But, um You can really tell how fake the shark is on the 4K. Like, it's almost cringy, like,
0: ooh.
1: But, but, you know, when you grow up watching it on VHS or just watching it on TV, or, you know, I thought the Blu ray looked great. Like, I, but the 4K, you can definitely see, like, how fake the shark is, you know. But um, that's one of the biggest issues I have with this transfer on 4K is that, you know, and I'm just going to say it, you know, this is a really good film. I like it. I really do yeah. like it. And I'm, I'm in the minority on that. But it kind of, to me, really kind of starts to slip when Marion shows up. Um, because that's where it gets into all of like the CGI stuff. And that is the parts where it looks like a video game. <laughs> it's right. like it's not a movie. And it's not an Indiana Jones movie. It's like a Fast and the Furious movie where they're jumping cars off of rocket ships and you know stuff like that. But... Um, it's a great transfer, and if you haven't picked it up, go pick it up. Amazon Prime Day is coming up. I got it last year for like 30 bucks on Amazon Prime Day, and there's no way I was not going to let that deal slide by 4K. <laughs> I actually bought this before I even bought a 4K player. <laughs> yeah, so was like $30 for all four of those films. There's no way you're ever going to beat a deal like that. Because normally they're like $80.
0: Bucks, so. yeah. Crystal Skull has made well over $100 million in Blu-ray and DVD sales since its release. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull won a Razzie for Worst Prequel, Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel, but was nominated. Really? The worst movie that year? Come on. No, no way. No way. Uh, no, it was nominated for Best Action Movie by the Critics' Choice Awards, Best Sci-Fi Film by the Saturn Awards, and had a number of other nominations for Special Effects. Crystal Skull also won a Saturn Award for Costume Design, and John Williams won a Grammy for one of the musical themes. On March 15th, 2016, Walt Disney Studios announced that a fifth Indiana Jones film would be made, scheduled to be released on July 19th, 2019. Due to multiple delays, the release date was changed to June 30th, 2023, and Spielberg's role as director was taken over by James Mangold. And uh, as we mentioned, that movie is out. Now in theaters as we're recording this. Yes. I've so. been
1: spoiler free, so I don't really know what to yeah. expect from it to be honest. I've tried to try to keep it that way.
0: Which yeah. is hard in
1: this day and age.
0: Um Yeah, that's what I
1: got. I like I really like it too. I do I to me like um the first half is feels like an Indiana Jones film. Like there's a lot. I like Mutt. <laughs> I like yeah. you know, I like the story. Um my notes here, um, you know I don't know kind of starts off with the cartoon gopher, which I could do without. Like, I always felt like the introduction from the Paramount logo to the mountain has always taken like a serious tone, you know, like when they, whether in the jungle or whether it's on the gong and club Obi-Wan or um, whether in the, right. the mountain ranges and um, or was it was it Monument Valley or whatever they were shooting uh, Kingdom of the, or the Last Crusade. But this one I always kind of thought like, oh, no, it's kind of like a joke. Um <laughs> So I didn't really like that and the cartoon gophers and those cartoon gophers appear like six more times. Like what was his deal with like cramming the gopher in every little scene every time he's in the desert. So I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, I did love the beginning. I thought the, the, the scene with the race car pulling up like the deuce coupe thing. And they're like racing the, the military yeah. cars as they're going to area 51. I thought that was pretty neat because it sets like the time because you're playing hound dog by Elvis They're in that deuce coupe. They're like, oh, come on. Like, what you got underneath the hood? You know, da, 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 da. Um, I think Spielberg, or not Spielberg, but Lucas probably had a little bit to do with that just because um, American Graffiti, because that was like one of his first films that he directed, starring.
0: Race car stuff. Yeah. Cramming everything. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But also starting very early. I think Harrison Ford, like, probably in his first role. So I'd like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was kind of neat, too. Like, when they pull in, the camera kind of pans back and it reveals, like, the Atomic Cafe, which kind of tells us, like, I, you know, like, this is where we're at, we're in the atomic age, um, they're doing atomic testing, so I, to me, I had thought that it set everything up, like, great. Um, but then, like, where it gets kind of not feeling like a, a Indiana Jones films is there wasn't a lot of violence in it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so, like, when the, the guy, the Russian, you know, like, Tries to get in through the gates and the guards are like, no, like you can't, you know, like, sorry, buddy. And then like bends down to tie his shoe and then like the, the other guys like step behind him and just start like mowing down the guardsmen. That all happens off, off camera. And so like, I just feel like in the old Indiana Jones, like they would have no problems like showing that. Like we saw PG, it's PG 13. Hmm. And, like, I mean, if you think back to, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, there's dudes getting shot in the head. Their fucking skin is melting (laughs) out their faces. (laughs) Like, they're blowing up. Our dogs and cats living together. Our pets' heads are falling off. Um, But this one I thought was, like, you know, obviously a little bit more family-friendly Indiana Jones. Like, I think they kind of took some of the gruffness out of him. Um, You know, especially there's, like, a couple of scenes where I noticed, like, it just wouldn't be Indiana Jones... You know, back in the day, especially like when like they pull Indiana Jones like and Mac, which I hated that character. I didn't really care that much because I just felt like that was so confusing. I think like old Indiana Jones would have just choked Mac to death, (laughs) you know, after he double crossed him the first time. But, uh. Where they pull him out of the trunk, I thought it was kind of cool though, like how they introduced Indy with like the silhouette and the hat mm. blowing, and he he puts the hat on with the silhouette, you know. I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> um, but then he says like, like, "Put your hands down, you're embarrassing us." Like that's does Indiana Jones wouldn't have said that. I think he would have said like, "You're embarrassing me," you know what I mean? Like I don't know. So there's like little things like that that kind of bugged me a little bit, like just not enough violence in this film for me, but um, I don't know what, what did you think about any of that stuff?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I can see like how Lucas wanted to make it a B50s sci-fi movie. Um, I think a lot of people that don't like that didn't like this movie, they either didn't get that or they didn't like that he had done that. Yeah. Um, cuz it's yeah, it, it doesn't fe- kind of feel like the previous movies. It's just not as gritty. I don't yeah. think
1: but like I said, like even like uh, like going back to like what I was saying, like when she she says like or he goes, "Put your hands down, Mac, you're embarrassing us." And, you know, I think he would have said, you know, "Put your hands down, Mac, you're embarrassing me." And the other one is like when she's like, Do you recognize this building? And he looks like Hangar 51 and he's like, Drop Dead. Like, he would have said that. He would have been like, Girl! <laughs> <Go to hell. laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. I don't know. So it's definitely more family friendly. Um, but I guess you got to sell those toys. I did also do like the idea that the Russians were the bad guys. You know, I thought it was a perfect, like, set in the 50s, Right. sci fi with the space race kind of happening, you know. Sputnik and, you know, Apollo 11 and all that stuff was, I mean, that really was more in the 60s, but the beginnings of that kind of, so I thought that was, like, a really good thing. And I agree with him. Like, I think you can only do Nazi stories so many times before right. it does get predictable. And plus, then the Russians are mainly white. And so, like, that is, like, a big criticism for Temple of Doom is, like, how, like, oh, culturally yeah. insensitive it is. <laughs> and which is why I've heard, like, they refuse to make toys based on it too. Cause like you'll never have a Molaram figure because it was, it was offensive. Um, so it's okay to hate white people. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like even like the, uh, natives in this, um, the Peruvian natives, you know, they're kind of sympathetic people too, you know, even though they kind of jump out of the walls or whatever, but then the Russians like just mow them down. But again, off, off, off camera, like you don't see all that. You just see their bodies laying around. Um, so I, but I thought the Russians were like a perfect, you know, villain for that. Um, I don't know, but I thought the, the warehouse scene was cool. The truck chase through the warehouse is yeah. awesome. Like, I got that. That was pretty neat. Um, I love the fact that like when he swings and like, you know, he's like, yeah, he, he's on the, like that box and the, the truck, like smashes underneath him and he like whips the, the, uh, his whip around like the, one of the beams. And then he, like, swings forward, and he's going to jump on the truck, but he misses it. So then he, like, swings back, and he lands, like, in the windshield between the driver and the passenger. And he's like, damn, I thought I was closer or something like that. I was like, yeah, see, like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, he's older now. But, yeah, yeah, all the practical effects in there was was awesome. Like, all the stunts I thought were great. Um, You can definitely tell to me, you know. And then... uh, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty cool. All the chasings were cool. I, I liked um, the introduction of Mutt. I thought that was kind of cool too. Kind of like the ode to Brando and the wild one on the motorcycle. Um, I thought Mutt is a good, like. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like a juxtaposition to Indiana Jones, you know? Like a, right. you know, a greaser versus like a college educated, you know? So I thought he had, it was good to play off that kind of like how they played off of You know, the Indy father relationship in Last Crusade, they kind of did the same thing here with father and son, uh, with Indy being the uh, Henry Jones senior character and Mutt kind of being the, you know, hothead, I guess, or the one kind of more for adventure. I don't know. Like, I just thought that was really cool. The diner scene, I love. I thought that was awesome. To me, like, that is felt like an Indiana Jones film. I like the motorcycle chase through the college. I thought that was kind of cool too. So, I mean, there's a lot of really good scenes in it that I think just really work for me. Like, I don't know. What, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of it works. Um, but they get a little heavy with the CGI sometimes. Yeah, it's... But where, like you said, that's where it kind of falls apart.
1: Yeah, so I was, I kind of wrote down here um, something else that kind of r- reminded me of Last Crusade is um, when they go to Peru um, to to find Ox's cell, uh, the prison cell, mm-hmm. and Mutt's kind of like sweeping the floor, and then Indy crawls like to the higher ground, and he's like looking down, and he's like it's a map. I thought that was kind of like a nice little throwback to not only Last Crusade. Um, but also the, uh, not Well of Souls, what was the, the map room in right. Raiders, mm-hmm. where he has to you know go down to that and find the, the location of the Ark, or whatever, so I thought that was kind of cool, like, you know, it was kind of like a, a double entendre, I guess, or a double uh, shoehorn of, of the old <laughs> movies in there, so that was kind of cool, um, I don't know, I thought there was a lot of fun stuff, the cemetery scene, where they go through the cemetery scene at mm-hmm. night, um, and the the one kill that you get to see Indy do is like for the, the native like pops up, he's getting ready to blow the dart at mutt, and then Indy like pumps like jumps up at this exact same moment, blows the dart like back in yeah. the dude's throat. <laughs> so that was really awesome too. I mean, I did like every time I watch these movies that we recommend, except for Hurt Locker, I was kind of crying in that one. Yeah. I just smile really big because I'm like, I really enjoy this. Like I think those of you who are like only saw it one time. I, and this is probably the people, I think the haters, they saw it one time in the theater. Like, that sucked. Like, I'll never watch that again. Go back and watch it, because I haven't seen it. I think I bought the Blu-ray when it first came out, and then I thought, eh, it's okay. But over time, like, I went back and watched it for the first time in probably five years, six years. It's I really liked it. I really did. Even the CGI, um, the ants, the cringy machine that mows the trees down <laughs> like you know like why have that just just have a trail already there like we don't need to see that because it didn't even serve any kind of purpose like you thought well someone's gonna get like you know chopped up in that thing but no like just there should already be a trail there you that know was I mean? probably a lucas idea oh of course it was what if
0: we have a big machine yeah. that just chews up the trees
1: yeah or the, the swinging through the monkeys like i thought that was just cringy the 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 fencing scene between the jeeps i just i I couldn't like i just that's bad it's just bad it's just bad filmmaking and i'm kind of surprised that spielberg you know let that go or or at least didn't trim it down some because it does it looks like a video game um but i guess i already mentioned one of my you know problems with this is the whole plot idea of like why did the russians want this like why was it so important was she said that Stalin was going to make, like, a mind weapon. But, like, I don't know if that's based on truth, or if that's just something they made up for the for the movie, because if you think back to, like, um, the Nazis, you know, Hitler did believe in the occult, and he did believe mm-hmm. in, you know, these things that he read in the Bible about having these objects that had these powers, and he had sent teams to try to, you know, excavate these, these items. And, um you know, whether they're believed or not, they didn't want to like find out the hard way that he was right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at least like that is based on, you know, some historical fact, but I didn't know like if, did Stalin believe in like psychic warfare? Cause that's what they were talking about. And I'm like, yeah. I've never heard that, but I don't, I don't know. So, but anyway, yeah. So I, I wrote down some cringy things. Um, I wrote down uh, the tree clearing thing. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote in. Uh, let's see, the jungle chase was. I thought the jungle chase was really good though until the fencing scene because it kind of does go back to like the tank scene. Um and, uh last which se. is awesome. Yeah, that's like the well yeah, and then the truck chase scene and, mm-hmm. and Raider, Raiders on the horse, but then it turns into the fencing scene. I was just like, oh. like I could have so used gone without that and it would have been fine you know yeah. um the ants of course you know and then there's that scene where like they're like in that awkward vehicle or whatever and it like jumps off the tree and like lands yeah. on the on the tree branch and then the tree branch like bends up and then bends down you know and then they like lays them in the water and then like you know ox is like it'll drop three the floor will drop three times the floor will drop three times and they go over like those monstrous waterfalls, <laughs> no seat belts, And they all, you know, I mean, Indiana Jones films aren't known for like reality. Like when they're jumping out of a plane in a, you know, inflatable raft and land. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of a bit much. But <laughs> so I wrote that down. Um, of course, like I said, the ants, um, I guess that's really about it. The big fight with the Russian kind of harkens back to the mm-hmm. other two, the big fight with the German mechanic and and raiders and then the thuggy cult guy that gets chopped up or tumbled in the rock crusher or whatever in, in temple kind of thought that was kind of like a nice little throwback to that but anyway but yeah um go back and watch it i promise you it's not as bad as you remember um is it my favorite indiana jones no is it my third favorite no but it's not as bad as you think it is it's really good it's really good
0: yeah
1: a lot of fun it is a lot of fun. <laughs> so, do you do you happen to have uh, an Indiana Jones workout or anything for, for this one?
0: Uh, I don't.
1: No, I have a
0: top ten list. <laughs> oh, let's hear. Okay.
1: So we'll either do the the. the I workout. mean, your
0: workout is, I guess, ride a horse. <laughs> yeah. Work on your whip skills. <laughs> yeah. A lot of punching. Yeah. He punches a lot.
1: So. That's one of the things that I love in these movies is like. Of course, he didn't have the revolver. That's another thing. He doesn't have the gun. The revolver oh, is like great. a big part of the Indiana Jones, you know, mm-hmm. lore. So he goes without that. Um, the the punching, like the sound of like yeah. him punching, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like. And I, I've heard um, on the making of, I can't remember which making of it was. To get that sound, they had, like, it was like a catcher's mitt. Like, they were, like, hitting a catcher's mitt with, like, a baseball bat or something <laughs> like that to capture that sound. So awesome. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine being the Foley artist and, like, he's like, let's just do the most ridiculous sound that we can come <laughs> up with. And, like, that's the one. But it's so iconic. Best,
0: best punch sound <laughs> in is, cinema history. Is.
1: I mean, forget about all the Jackie Chan sound yeah. effects, Bruce Lee sound effects. Like, that is the best one. Like, I love it. And it's only from Indiana Jones. Yeah. You also need to hear the Wilhelm scream too. That's also in there because yeah. um, the Wilhelm scream is one of um, uh, Spielberg's kind of trademarks. Like I think it's almost in every film. Like I don't yeah. know if it's in the color purple or not, but <laughs> it's in most of his films. But anyway. We'll have to do a fan edit with color purple and <laughs> yeah. put it in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh But anyway. <gasps> be- <laughs> Even R2 does it too. But yeah. Um, I guess I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Did you have any other things that you wanted to talk about the movie or or anything?
0: No, I agree with you. It's I don't think it's as nearly as bad as a lot of people were saying. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. Everyone complains about everything. Yeah, I think, um, and it's cool to hate on stuff
1: now too. mm -hmm. You know, like it's like the in thing
0: to do. (laughs) But yeah, it's definitely different from the. Previous, I think actually, I was thinking about this. If it had been done like back in the 90s, it would have been much better received. I think that's it, it does feel like a very 90s movie,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. And plus, I, I think that they would have found ways around the CGI and done it more practically, um, which I think would have helped. Or just like I said, they're just even if you did like a fan edit and you could just cut out like just like the monkey scene is not needed where he's in the jungle of the trees the fencing scene is not needed like if you could just take out those parts like Mm -hmm. i think it's a great film it's cool like the ending is super cool i did not see that ending coming and i thought it was brilliant how like oh they they leave but then they they wash you know it fills in with water and like what a brilliant thing and he's like oh they wash away their footprints i was like that's cool man like you know what i mean like how do we know that that didn't really happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Grand Canyon is, is hiding their footprints or, or whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? I just thought that was kind of a brilliant way to end it, you know? Yeah. And a cool line there. But
0: So, yeah, I feel like it was maybe 10 years too late yeah. to yeah. really take advantage of what it could have been. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I still really liked it. Yeah. And, again, I
1: like the Mutt character. That was one of the biggest things. Like, oh, I hate that character, but... Like I said, go back and watch it. Like, he's not that bad. Like, it's yeah. pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, there, he does get ridiculous, but, like, I thought Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf did a great job. Like, yeah. I know he's kind of, like, a controversial guy, but, like, for this movie, like, I thought he did awesome. Yeah. I mean, other than... Oh, one other thing while I'm thinking about it, too. I'm so sorry. I'm going to jump back. I thought it was kind of funny. I laughed out loud, like, when they were, like, in the, um, the dry pit, the sand pit, and, like, you know, it's the scene where he like throws the snake and which I thought was super (laughs) ridiculous too. But what I laughed is he goes, he tells ox, he's like, go get help. And then like ox like runs off and he's like, help, help, help. And then he like runs off. He's like, yes, go get help. But then he comes back and he brings the Russians and like, Indy seems like he's pissed off about that. And I was like, you're in the middle of the fucking jungle. Like you say go get help. Like where is he who's he supposed to go get? Yeah. You know what I mean? So of course, and if he's already kind of mind fucking like who else is he going to go get? So I thought that was kind of funny. I laughed him like so I laughed to myself. I was like, "Why are you mad at him? Like he went to God help." Like who else are you going to go get? But anyway, I digress.
0: So, for our top 10 list today, I have Top 10 highest-earning actors for a single production. Ooh. So that means uh, these are the top 10 actors that have made the most money for a single film. A single film? Including salary and uh, Box you know, office percentage. Yeah, percentage of profits and all that stuff. Yeah. So, number 10, Jack Nicholson. Batman Mm -hmm. Uh, apparently he's made uh, over 60 million dollars from that role yeah yeah. and this I should say this uh, I mean this probably isn't a like a comprehensive terribly accurate list it's I guess just as far as we know these are the top ten so he's number 10. Uh, number nine, Harrison Ford for this movie, Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. He apparently made $65 million so far from it. Um, number eight, Tom Cruise for Mission Impossible, 1996. $70 million. Jeez. Seven, Tom Hanks from Forrest Gump. Mm. $70 million. Uh, let's see. Number six. This is kind of a weird one. Sandra Bullock for Gravity. Really? Uh, $70 million. She must have had a pretty good contract. She sure must have. I don't know. I don't even
1: remember that movie. Yeah.
0: Um, number five, Robert Downey Jr. He has made over $75 million each from... Uh, Iron Man 3, Avengers Endgame, and Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Made huge... I saw somewhere he's made almost $500 million just from Jesus. Marvel movies. I figure he and Samuel L. Jackson, because they're almost like in every single yeah. one of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, number four, Will Smith for Men in Black 3. That made him $100 million bucks.
1: Golly.
0: Number three, Tom Cruise again. He has made... Supposedly $100 million each for a Top Gun, Maverick, War of the Worlds, and Mission Impossible 2. That guy pays to be a Scientologist. Sure. <laughs> now we know why Xenu, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, here's another kind of one I thought was weird. Bruce Willis for the sixth sense. Really? Has made $100 million. Wow. And uh, number one highest-earning actor for a single production. Um, Keanu Reeves for The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions they shot simultaneously, but he has made over $156 million just from those two movies.
1: Keanu, bested all y'all. Some stoner from uh, Hawaii. (laughs) Beat out.
0: No Schwarzenegger? Uh, Not for a single single movie. Wow, yeah. that's shocking. I mean, at least, you know, like I said, I'm there might be somebody missing, I but T2 would would put
1: him up there, but of course yeah. we're talking I mean, at least over Nicholson, but I know Nicholson was pretty savvy, like he took like a pay cut to do Batman, yeah. and he knew like it was going to be huge. I think he said he took like 2% or something of the total box office revenue right. or something like that.
0: Schwarzenegger probably got a lot
1: more up front. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't make the top 10. Cruz is on there twice, though, but that doesn't surprise me at all. I was telling somebody the other day about my admiration for Tom Cruise. You know, like, whatever he does in his private life, it's whatever. But I do feel like, of all the entertainment that he's brought us over the years, like, right. he kind of gets, he's like Arnold, man. He gets, like, a free pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't have any ill will. I'll never, I don't think, yeah, you know, unless he, like, kills and devours a baby or something like that, like, i am not like that guy, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I easily overlooked for me, like yeah. ah, he's he's okay.
0: At worst he's just a grifter in his <laughs> private life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah doesn't I don't know. I don't know. I, just, like, I can't think of any like stories about him where he's like beating people up or, no. like, or raping women. No,
1: I nothing. I mean there's there's some he's a lot just of a bad things elf. about Schwarzenegger, you yeah. know, which I'm dying to see the the new three part documentary. I have I watched Foobar. And yeah. That's really good. But yeah, anyway, but yeah, so even he has a real shady past and things that he's done. <laughs> but like, I just remember like a couple of things, not only while we're talking about Tom Cruise, but like, I kind of felt sorry for him. Like where that guy, I remember it was like on the red carpet and he's like, Hey, can I want to interview you? Yeah. And then he's like squirted him in the face with that microphone. And he's just like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? You're a jerk. Yeah. You're a jerk. <laughs> like he kept his cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Everybody made fun of him for that but I was just like, "Nah, he did the right thing. Like he wasn't like Will Smith and like slapping some dude <laughs> in the face or like grabbed him. He was just like, "Why?" I mean, it was a it was a perfect like way to handle that. You know, he very reasonably asked the guy like, "Why? Why would you do that? I right. am being nice to you. I came over to talk to you and then you did that. Like, you're a jerk." <laughs> you're a jerk. <laughs> Keep Tom Cruise's name out of your mouth. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, go watch it. I guarantee you it's not as bad as you remember. If it is as bad as you remember, you can uh, find us and complain to us on Instagram <laughs> at Pump Action underscore podcast uh, on Instagram. Um, yeah, message us there. Follow us. Like us. Give us a review. We're still stuck at 19. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We're Barely stuck legal. At- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Our, our reviews <laughs> can barely see an R-rated movie. <laughs> so come on, y'all. Uh, we've been stuck at 19 for like a year now. We're trying now. to rent a car. Yeah, here. we're trying to rent a car here. Which this is coming up on our year anniversary. So we might have to do a, a special year-end anniversary. Do you have any ideas of some, a movie that you would want to do that's near and dear to your heart? Yeah, we'll, have
0: to, we'll have to workshop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is
1: probably the biggest movie I think that we've done, this one. I mean, as far as like iconic characters, you know... Um, I don't know. We did some Schwarzenegger films, but like again, we didn't do Terminator or like a famous one. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we'll definitely have to, to get together and come up with a good epic, uh, you know, three-parter. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe Crocodile <laughs> Dundee Part Two. Uh, we yeah. talked about throwing that one around, so I'm always down to talk about Paul Hogan any day of the week. Or maybe, maybe Hulk Hogan. Yeah, maybe we could do, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I almost said rip it up, but it's called uh, No Holds Barred right. or something like that, or, or Over the Top or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, find us on Instagram. Thank you for uh, all the input and feedback that we've gotten so far. I keep trying to tell T Bone to move up closer to the mic. He actually had his mouth on, it. on the mic this time, so hopefully you guys can hear him. But yeah so check us out uh, you know share this with your friends uh, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. I'd love to hear anybody's feedback or we'd like to hear anybody's feedback about this film Kingdom of the Crystal Skull go watch it
0: and uh, hold on to your potatoes. <laughs> I just have one thing to say about this podcast. Yes, it belongs in a museum when the blood rips through the soul, it keeps the dream alive.